following is a message from Living Waters Church in Elk River, Minnesota. For more information, visit livingwatersmn.org. talking a lot about the kingdom and uh, the point of this all is is that we can better bring the kingdom uh, to earth if we're able to hear his voice so we're going to be talking about that in a minute I've got um, the ushers are passing out some flyers right now to you I know it's going to be hard not to read them it's really not a long flyer um, it's got maybe you know 75 words on it but if you can just set it aside for now and we'll get to that in a little while I, uh, for those that, uh, that stop by the church every now and again, you might come later in the evening and you might notice like, oh, if you set off the alarm as you were leaving uh, a guy strolling from the parsonage over to the front door in his bathrobe, that would be me. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that. It's, uh, I've come over in my pajamas several times. It's not a big deal. When I get to the end of my day, I'd like to think I do some things at the office, not all the time, but I... I try to be busy, and when I get home, I try to be busy at home. Sometimes I'm busy over here, uh, but there's a point of every day where I go, okay, and at, at eight o'clock, I'm gonna stop, or at nine, I'm gonna stop. And I get my bathrobe on, and I, I uh, no, I take a shower, I get cleaned up, then I get my pajamas, and I get my bathrobe on. Then I go grab a bowl of fruit and some popcorn half the time, and I get all comfortable, and I go downstairs, not to listen to the voice of God, but probably to watch a show. So I do. So I go downstairs and I, I go into our room. We have a family room down there and there's a nice TV on the wall and, uh, and it's got a sound bar underneath it because you get that, that movie theater sound. And I sit there on the couch and I'm all set and I reach over and I grab the remote and I turn it on and the remote operates something. It operates the TV and the sound, but it's not that great sound, that movie theater sound. So I reach over and I, I reach for that little remote. It's about this big. It's only about this thick. And when I turn that on, I can hear. It's wonderful. So on this particular night, a couple of weeks ago, I was in my bathrobe all clean and ready to go, and downstairs, and I'm getting ready to watch the show, and I reach for that remote, and I can't find it. I can't find it. And actually, truth be told, for quite a while, I couldn't find it. But I couldn't find it on this night, and I decided I would, I would lift up a cushion and uh, look behind that, and then the next cushion, and the next cushion of the couch. And then I moved the couch, and I lifted the couch, and I pulled back the rug, and then I went over to the other couch where the remote never is. It has never been found in the history of the Calvas in that smaller couch over on the other side there. Now, if you're like me, the next thing you do is you start looking in places where it couldn't possibly be, but it must be there because it's not where it's supposed to be. Do you ever go to the restroom and lift up the back of the toilet seat because you're positive your car keys are there? <laughs> I really have done that, I really have. And so uh, it wasn't there either. I got to the place where I go back into uh, the family room and I sit there and I was about to make a conscious decision. Well, maybe this is an opportunity to spend some time with the Lord, maybe some, spend some time with the Word. Or maybe I could just figure out a way to make sound come out of that TV in a different way, which is the choice I made. 
I got the other remote. I remembered how to do the sound on that remote. And I watched the show, and it sounded, it sounded a little bit like, like a transistor radio. For those of you that have no idea what I'm talking about, you're younger than me, that's OK. But a transistor radio sounds like this. Folks, you can take out your phone, put on your favorite song from wherever you get your music from, turn up the volume, stick it in a mason jar, and put it in the corner of the room. That's what a transistor radio sounded like. Now, we didn't know that. We didn't know it was tinny and weird. We were just grateful that we could walk around with that music. But I was ready to settle for that kind of sound rather than spend some time with the Lord on this particular night. So that's what I did. And um, I had choices to go a different direction, but I choose to just relax and listen to a different voice than the one that I had opportunity to. It's funny the lengths that you go through to distract yourself unintentionally from the voice of his kingdom. Uh, John chapter 10, verse 27 says, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I suppose if we are listening to his voice and we follow him, that makes us followers and believers in, in the words. But it's also comforting to know that in that process, he knows me. He knows us. And he should. He's a creator of me. He's a creator of us all. He's a creator of the universe. He knows all and is everywhere. But there's another verse, and it's Matthew, chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. And it reads, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Has anyone ever read that verse or heard that verse before and just a little chilled? It's chilling to me. And it's also a bit of a conflict because over here, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. And over here it says, I never knew them. I never knew you. It's not because God doesn't know you. It's because we've made a choice of whether or not we are going to follow his voice or not follow his voice. I know that in the final analysis, I want for him to know me. And I trust that he does. And I trust that he does for everyone in this room. But we have to be able to hear his voice. That's what I'm getting, and that's what I'm talking about today. Finding ways to lay down the distractions of the world so that we can spend just a little bit more time listening to his voice. And the thing is, is you don't have to be changing your whole life. You don't have to just lock yourself into the prayer closet for seven days in a row for 24 hours a day with only water and a cracker. You can, you can do that, but this isn't about that. We happen to live, Renee spoke a little bit about this last week, we happen to live not in the hardest time ever. That's ridiculous. How many people ran to church today? How many people rode their horse or got into a buggy or had to make plans to leave yesterday to be here on time today? We live in a time where life has actually in many ways never been easier. It's never been easier. But I will say this, 
This generation is the most uh, distracted generation ever. There's no doubt about it. And I see the enemy's hands in it. That we have the opportunity to look in our phones or on our laptops or get into our car and play anything. For those of you that are my age, you used to be able to watch a cartoon on a Saturday morning until about 11.30, and that was it. We watched cartoons on Saturdays. Now, you can watch cartoons at 3 in the morning anytime, which I don't do that, by the way. But we live in the most distracting time ever, and I do see the enemy's hands in it. So we need to find a way, find some ways to get away from that. I will go through some great extremes in recent years. I've shared with the men's huddle uh, recently. I had the opportunity to express uh, what it was like when I was running in the marathon uh, that Susie and I ran in. And uh, the last couple of hours were, it was just me and God. It was, um, it was unbelievable. The, not just the closeness that I felt with God in the last two hours of that marathon, but the utter dependence on his voice. There was no other sound that I wanted to hear right then, except for the sounds of my feet moving forward and his voice encouraging me that I could. I'm not suggesting that you run a marathon to listen to the voice of God, but I'm telling you this guy needs to do stuff like that from time to time. I know there are people in this room that can set everything down, and they can just, uh, in, in a matter of 30 seconds, be in total connection with God, and God bless you. But I know that there's others that, maybe not all the time, but sometimes you have to move things out of the way. You just do. Right. I've talked lots of times about, uh, well, with, with friends and other uh, venues, about when I'm in worship, when I have the chance of being on the worship team, Singing on the worship team is like one of the most amazing experiences I can have because I, at some point along the way, I am connected to the voice of God differently than I am at other times. And it doesn't happen right away, though. It takes me usually about to the time that we stop, which is always a little sad. So if the worship team's up here for like 40 minutes, right about 40 minutes, I'm going, this is great, I'm riding the wave. And... And then it's like, okay, well, we're going to transition to the next thing. I like two-hour worship services. And we've had those in the past, and I trust that we'll have them again. But sometimes it takes that uh, to be able to uh, listen to the Lord. Sometimes it takes this. Honey, can you watch the kids for an hour? I'm just going to go take a walk. And I'm talking about to all the honeys of all the genders. Uh, if, you can, if you decide that you wish uh, to have some time, sometimes you have to talk to your spouse and just say, I really need to get some time away. Can you watch the kids? Can you help me with this? I was working on this project. I'm halfway done cleaning the chicken coop. Can you finish or babysit them for a second while I, I go spend some time with God? Sometimes it's running in a 5K like I got to do yesterday. Um, but sometimes it's just sitting on the deck. Uh, sometimes it's just kind of watching the sunset and just spending some time. But there's lots of times and lots of opportunities that we could do, but the reality is we choose other stuff. So what I'm asking today, more than anything, you, there will be early release today, um, but what I'm asking today for us to, to be thinking about is what can we move out of our lives? What one thing could we move out of our lives so that we could spend that time instead just soaking in the presence of the Lord? and asking Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do you want to tell me today? 
What do you want to tell me about right now? What do you want to tell me about this message? Holy Spirit, what do you want to tell me about how I'm uh, parenting my children? I ask Holy Spirit about how I'm parenting my children a lot. A lot more than you guys know. Because you'd think I'd be better at it. But, but I do. But that's not just that. Holy Spirit, what can you tell me about my day in the office? And then stop and listen. That's, that's the thing, is to be able to stop and listen. And I think you can. I think there is an anointing today in this room for us to be able to hear the voice of God differently than we have in the past. And for those of you that hear, great. But there are some of you in this room that are saying, yeah, I've tried that. I don't hear uh, from God the way I'd like to. I need to tell you, because God told me this week, and I asked him, I said, but what about those that are going to have, well, maybe they just don't hear the way they would like to hear. And God assured me there's anointing right now. If you just reach out and get it, let's just start with this. Father God, put your hands out. And repeat after me, Father God, I recognize that you're always talking. I ask you, Lord, to help me hear your voice today and every day from now on. Amen. We're going to uh, practice that. We're going to have an exercise here in a few minutes because you've got some flyers that were passed out to you. But what I'd like to do before we even do that is I'd like you all to know um, some of you are going to have success today and we're going to hear some things and we're going to have testimonies. In fact, I should warn the booth that when we do have some testimonies, we're going to need this microphone here just for a couple of minutes. Um, we're going to give this a try. Lost my train. Take a look at your flyers that you have right now. There's a quote on the top of your flyer, and it reads, your purpose travels well, your title does not. Ahab al-Hindi. Your purpose travels well, your title does not. Renee and I, and then two other families here, the Crafts and the Melhausers, we had a chance to go to Bethel um, a month ago. Seems like yesterday. We were, there was a leadership conference there, and we were blessed to be there, and we heard all kinds of speakers, <laughs> and there were all kinds of quotable quotes, but the one that stuck with me was, your purpose travels well, your title does not. What that means, and some of you are ahead of me here, but my title could be dad, it could be pastor, it could be sales manager at a fuel company, it could be a lot of different things, but nobody anywhere else cares about that. So if I'm in California, I'm just a guy that came to the conference. Or if I'm in a restaurant somewhere, maybe in Cambridge, Minnesota, um, I'm just a guy that's dining in that restaurant. Now I can add value everywhere I go because of my purpose or my giftings, but nobody cares about my title. My title doesn't travel well. And if that's the case, if the only place that my title matters is in circles around here, then I want to know what my purpose is. And I want to know what my gifting is. And the only place I can hear that, really, if I really want to hear what that is, it would be from God, the person that made me, that created me, that gave me my purpose in life and my gifting. So what we want to do today is we want to ask Holy Spirit, what is my purpose and what is my gifting? 
and we'll go through these one by one, and we're going to do this together. But I would like you all, and I'm sorry I didn't have 100 pens, but, well, maybe I do, but I didn't, I chose not to pass out 100 pens today. So if you can either borrow a neighbor's pen or write it down, or if you just can look at it and, and understand and read the question and know what you're going to be writing, I would like you to write down what you think your title is. And you can decide this on your own. You don't have to ask God. What's my job title, either at work or at home or wherever? Has everybody got a job title written in? Now the next one is, is what's my purpose in life? This one might surprise you, so you might need to ask someone else. So I'm asking you to ask Holy Spirit. You can whisper it to yourself, you can say it out loud, you can say it in your head, but say this, Holy Spirit, what is my purpose in life? And I'll give you a little bit more time to write that. Holy Spirit, what is my purpose in life? Your purpose, by the way, isn't the same thing as your gifting. In this context, your purpose is more like the wheels on your gifting, the, the wind in the sails of your gifting. Your purpose is a means of transportation, if you will, or a uh, motivation for you to do certain things in certain directions. Holy Spirit, what's my purpose? people need a little more time. Okay? We are in no hurry. I see it already happening right now a little bit in the church where um, couples are talking to each other and saying, well, this is what I wrote. What did you write? And one couple is probably surprised by what the other person wrote about themselves. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about this later if I remember to, but this is a great conversation started later at home, on the car road home. God bless the conversation in the car going, in the uh, car on the way home. But. Uh, it's helpful to ask your spouse, what do you think my purpose is? What do you think uh, my gifting is? It's a fun conversation.
How many people need a little more time to write down their purpose in life? How many people want the guy to stop talking so they can write down their purpose in life? <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> the next one, of course, is what is my giftings from God? Ask Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what is my gifting from you? What is my gifting? It's not a skill that you've learned along the way. It's something you were born with that God had every intention of you using as it relates to his kingdom on earth. Holy Spirit, what is my gifting? I should share something that um, Holy Spirit did for me during worship today. Um, so if you can, if you're still writing, you can tune me out. But if you're done, um, you can wonder if the message that you've prepared is going to be the one that's going to land, the one that you're supposed to. You can have those thoughts. I'm very, very human that way. But as I came up and I was um, starting to become more personally involved in worship, then um, the worship team chose to play Revelation song. Well, that always messes me up. It always messes me up. And it did today. And it was like Holy Spirit putting an exclamation point on, on my day, this time, the time I've spent with them this week, just saying, I'm with you. I'm with you. How many people like to have exclamation points on their days and on their weeks when you just know that you know that, okay, God's in this. It's going to be okay. I do. It's worth it to stop and listen to the voice of God. Does anybody need more time for what is my gifting from God? Okay. So the next section there, it reads, the woven combination of your purpose and your gifting is your real God-given expertise. You're to walk in this. It's why God placed you where you are, where you're going to be, and with whom you're serving to or with. I'd like you to try underneath that in this space to put together your purpose and your gifting in a very short sentence. It can be three words. It can be eight words. It can be a paragraph. But your expertise is taking your purpose in life and your gifting it's taking your act and bringing it out on the road. What that is, that's your expertise, and I'd like you to write that down now.
How many people need a little more time? Okay, a couple of hands. I have found myself many times in my life engaged in, for many years, something other than my purpose and my gifting. It's happened even in recent years, but more prominently uh, in my past, when I was in my 20s and 30s. I was, I didn't grow up, I, I wasn't six years old and I said uh, to my mom or my dad, I'm gonna be a restaurant manager someday. I did not choose that. that. That happened. I just went, well, this is a way to make a living, and I moved into that. And I was in that realm for 20 plus years. I was 20 years possibly not walking in my purpose, not walking in my gifting, not operating in my expertise. Hearing the voice of God all those years ago, 40 years ago, would have been a benefit. Absolutely. So I just want to say, I hope that people don't look at their purposes and giftings and go, well, I'm not operating in what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm quitting my job tomorrow. I'm not suggesting that. It's not a good idea. You have bills to pay. But it is a good idea to take your purpose in life and your giftings and bring it to where you work right now. You might not currently be operating uh, in your expertise at your office, but this is a good time to start doing that or to look for ways that you could be doing that. And you can be looking for other ways to do that, to bring God's kingdom down because you're hearing his voice. But certainly you can start right where you are. You can bloom where you're planted, as it were. So I am gonna ask for volunteers. I would love to have people come up and come to the microphone and share what their purpose was, what their gifting is, if you're willing to. No one's being made to. I do have the mic, the mic is on. They're making it live as we speak. Um, I am going to start with mine. It's uh, just a few simple words. My purpose in life um, when I asked Holy Spirit was to serve. Uh, what is my gifting from God? It was empathy. I asked about that a couple of times because that can mean a lot of things. And I even thought that the answer would be other things. And maybe there are other giftings. But this moment in time, I heard empathy. And so my expertise became to serve others by connecting with their feelings, to serve others by connecting with their feelings. Do I have any volunteers to come up and share theirs? That's okay, we'll be appointing people in a second, so. <laughs> Lisa, thank you for being brave. Mikhail, your brother just voluntold you. Ironically, I, that must be why we get along so well, Brian, because when um, I did mine, uh, you know, I'm as a mom, I'm a nurse manager. My kids would say my gifting is I'm an auto cleaner, but I always say that's because um, that's because I work full time and I got to get it done. But it comes, I put down the same thing um, to inspire joy while serving others. Um, so I had empathy also as my, one of my 
That is awesome. Gifting. Thank you for sharing that. Can I just validate, validate <laughs> with you? I agree. I agree. Do you know anybody, if you haven't had a conversation with Lisa, then you haven't walked away with a smile that you could be walking away with unless you did. She, look at She's, she's always like that. I've, Anyways, I've seen, it, I've seen it, you mad. It works, in my, it works well in my job, so I always just feel like I got, a, I got a big mission with quite a few nurses and providers and the whole hospital system that it, it works well to connect to people. Amen. Where meet them where they're at and help inspire them to do the, to, in their giftings, actually. That's right. So thank you. God bless you. Thank you. You're welcome, thank you. Okay, I'm Marge, and I want to tell you that my purpose is I'm hospitality, and it's to love the unloved. And I'm supposed to be right where I am. Exactly. Awesome, awesome. that's fantastic. Thank you, Marge. Who else? Um, so my mom moved in with us. Um, just a week ago, and as I was kind of asking the Lord, I realized that my role is to be a communicator um, in my home and wherever I, else I'm working, which I do. I, I feel like I can communicate with everybody pretty well. And um, my purpose in life is to just, and then my son and his family moved back, and <clears throat> it really emphasized to me that my purpose is to just speak into the generations with having a mom who's 100 and then um, grandkids all around. And uh, as far as my gifting from God, I think it's to be a seer. Mm -hmm. I always have felt like communicating through poetry is just kind of a way of seeing, but it's definitely the thing God put into my life forever. Amen, I agree. I always felt like I was where I was supposed to be, no matter where I was, down and up. And um, I've been through a lot, and um, God has always had his way, even when I thought it wasn't what I wanted. My gifting, I know I have empathy. And I have things to forward to the younger generation and the people around me. And I love what I've done most of my life. I've taken care of either um, pediatric children that were sick or the elderly that were sick. And I have always been so blessed in that, that to make money off of something that you just love to do is just such a blessing. You know, you go to Amen. work and you say... Wow, you know, and all my life, it seems like, as an as a older person, that I've had that blessing. In the church, I'd like to see it go forward, and in my apartment building, and I've been thinking about that lately, how to um, serve the elderly. Now, I know I'm in a walker, but I still think pretty good, and I still, my arms are pretty strong, even though my leg is a bum leg. And I feel like there's somewhere where I can maybe organize if somebody that is elderly that is sick at home, 
homebound, maybe help organize or to help um, get things together, even if I can't do the physical work so much, and to take on the younger generation with some of my crafts, because the crafts are valuable. And hoping that the message of love will go through all of that. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my purpose in life, especially these past last five years, is um, <clears throat> prayer and encouragement uh, to my family and, of all things, to government leaders. Um, they depend on my prayers, sheriffs and um, county attorneys, deputies, mayors. God has brought them into my life and renewed a new gifting in me for encouragement that I pray and get from him. So it's right on track and right on target for the government leaders or family that I'm speaking to, to bring and uplift them and encourage them and give them hope and also um, strength, you know, in, in what they have to do with all the responsibilities. It's overwhelming for them sometimes. And so mine is prayer, and they know I pray for them every day and, and a gift of encouragement. And um, I would say... Um, the gifting from God out of that comes through my prophetic gift because then I'm speaking to them by the Spirit prophetically from the heart of God. Amen. And they're um, uplifted and strengthened in a great way. Thank you. Anybody else? The point of it all, well, there's two points. First point is, is that we probably need to set aside time uh, to listen for the voice of God. And then the second thing we need to do is ask, is there anybody else? I'm sorry, does somebody else want to talk? Oh, we've got one more. Bill, do you mind coming up? Well, I guess we can look at ourselves as life today, but do we really know the Bible, the scripture? God says, if you love me, you keep my commandments. So is that what we're doing, really doing? Um, also believing. We've got to believe God's word. And also, um, I just try to be a good person, just love everyone. You know, all the stuff that's going on in the world, somebody used to just bother me. And you know what? what? What's going on today went on back in the Bible days. So if you know the Bible, the same stuff went on, governments and everything. And to me, it's just, well, just believe and do God's commandments. So, Bill, what would you say your expertise is? Expertise? Mm-hmm. Um, car racing. <laughs> what? Car racing. Car racing, okay. <laughs> you share the gospel car racing? Yes. All right, amen. Thank you, brother. Oh, yeah, I actually got to pray at um, a couple racetracks, get up there and, and pray at Princeton and um, a track out in St. Cloud. I got to say the prayer before all these thousands of people sitting there. And that was really, really rewarding. So. Thank you, Bill. 
So the point is, is that, yeah, oh, we got another. Let me come find you. All right. Kind of nervous. I've never done this in front of so many people, but I feel like my job title or the yeah, job title of God would have given me is helping out. You know, my mom. I've always been with my mom ever since I was like a child and a baby. So I feel like that would be my job for him, and to make sure that she's all right. Even though my mom says she's okay, even though after she got into a little accident. Um, I still worry about her, still try and make sure she's doing well, don't want her to get hurt, and my expertise would probably be, and well, I don't know if it's an expertise, but to me, my expertise is taking care of my mom and her, and her mom, because I don't want anything to happen to her. God gave us all our own mothers to take care of. That's what I feel like everybody's um, expertise is, to take care of your family, because yeah, we only have a only have that person in our life that takes care of us ever since we were a baby. So my mom is my heart, and I'm glad God gave me a mother because um, growing up, growing up, I didn't know this, but growing up, she couldn't have kids. So that was a real shock to me because I, I was still young at that age. You know, I was still young. I didn't know how stuff worked and all, but I'm glad she brought me in, and I'm glad God did this to me. Thank you, T. I'm glad. Come here. <laughs> Give me a hug. Give me a hug. <laughs> Hope you guys all have a good day, too. <laughs> For those of you that haven't met T, T, your, your real name, we call you T, but... Yeah, it's Tamaj. Tamaj. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I should ask one more time. Is there anybody else that wants to share? Do it. Don't be scared. <laughs> we got more. Come on up. That's okay. My closing, my closing wasn't that amazing. So. All right. I didn't actually write anything down. Um, yeah, Gavin told me to come up here, so I figured I would. <laughs> so... Um, job title at work or home, I mean, I don't, I, I'm an electrician, but I, I don't know. I don't feel like that's my, that's my calling, really. Um, I feel like my purpose in life is, is just to be who God created me to be and to, um, just share some of the, the joy that he's given me, because, man, he's given me a lot of joy. It's crazy through all the, all the junk that, I put myself through all the stuff that has been done and, and all the stuff that I've seen. Oh, God, I can always just come back and, and focus on God's joy and his love and his peace through all that. So my, my purpose in life is just to, to spread the joy and um, expertise. I don't know. I, I just be adjustable and, and adaptable and, and make it work, fix stuff. And, uh, you know, as far as my specific calling, not, I don't know, I think I'm there. So, yeah, that's all. Thank you, brother.
We still have time. Anybody else? Beth, I'm making perfect eye contact with you right now. <laughs> oh, Damien's coming up. Brian, the, Brian, the only reason why I'm coming up is just to give you another five minutes. Because so. <laughs> my butt was planted on that seat. I did not want to. But um, uh, this is a tough one because because uh, the reality sometimes is not what I heard today um, when God said, um, when I asked God, hey, what's, what's your purpose? And I felt like I heard um, to be a lover of many. And then I'm like, God, really? Because uh, there's people back there with me that know that even today I was not being loving. And so... Um, that was a struggle, but I, I just want to be honest. That's what I heard. And then as far as, um, what was the other question? That was the purpose, uh, purpose and gift. the gifting. Gifting was to be um, a shepherd or um, someone that uh, tends the flock, feeds the sheep, or just really cares about other people and helping them and encouraging them. And again, I struggled with that because I was like, well, uh, that Maybe what you said, but the reality sometimes just doesn't line up and doesn't sync up. Sync up, and so I just really um, cover your prayers that hey, this guy hears this from God, but reality is different. Maybe one day I I can mesh that and really find um, uh, I guess that would match up in my life because. Um, I really want to be a person that loves many, and I want to fulfill what God is saying about me. So come over here. I just want to pray for you, and people that feel inclined to can stretch out their arms. Um, and to some degree, this is personal, but I think it's okay. Our Holy Spirit's telling me it's going to be okay. Uh, you are a man that God has given all kinds of different components, like, like parts to a clock. You've got all kinds of different gears, but not all of the gears are on their... Imagine a clock that's got one or two um, parts or dials or, or gadgets that are uh, on the ground. And God right now is putting those parts back in where they're supposed to go. And it's possible that for years they've not been uh, operating inside the realm of the clock. So the clock looks like it's operating, but just twice a day. And the Lord is giving you a clock that's working all the time. And the reason why he's giving you a heart for many, and he's giving you a, a, a pastoral heart, which isn't a stretch to say that out loud, the reason why that's happening right now is because he's fixing that clock for you. And uh, I think he wants you to ask him to fix that clock, but, but it's happening. It's happening right now. And so I ask you, Father God, please put those pieces where they're supposed to go, because Damien has a powerful future with you, Lord God, and he's making a difference, and he's going to make a difference not only here, but in other places, and we know that, Lord. So we just ask you, Lord God, right now in Jesus' name, to make that clock function exactly as it is supposed to. It is not an old clock. It is a clock that has no miles on it whatsoever right now, and you're about to put it in action, Lord God, and he is going to serve many. We just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Appreciate it. So my, my title at home is Husband, Cook, and Housekeeper. 
Now I've got a hundred year old dishwasher. <laughs> really? She does a great job. Better job than me. Uh, that's my job job. My purpose in life, Lord showed me, is in, to be an encourager. Uh, my gifting is prophetic exhortation. And he shows me that my expertise is prophetic encouragement. It is. Sometimes I think even making a good meal is a prophetic encouragement. Amen. My wife would say that. They always think my cooking is great. And sometimes it's... Uh, scrubbing the floors like I did yesterday and cleaning the bathroom and making the house really nice and good smelling. She comes home from a whole day's work and she says, all right, I like being here. I don't have to do anything but eat a good meal. Although you were eating leftovers last night. But anyway, that's... Thank you, Luke. We are closing the microphone. Because I'm, I'm challenged to, to end on time. I can do it. I do want, uh, there are some of you right now in the room that you're probably thinking to yourselves, okay, well, I, I did hear something, but I don't hear well. And maybe some of you are still going to leave here going, I'm not sure I heard what I was supposed to. There are, anybody can hear. Everybody can hear. Everybody does hear. I should say, Holy Spirit's always talking. We just have to disengage with something so that we can focus on him. There is a beautiful young lady that I haven't seen do this for a long time, but it blessed my heart today. Uh, maybe she did it for me, but Lydia comes up here. Yeah. Lydia Martineau, and she comes up here and she dances. Yeah. And do you suppose she does that just because? Or do you suppose that she's got this perfect connection to the voice of God? Huh? And I watch it, and, and I see it, and uh, I recorded it today. Sorry, Lydia. It was just beautiful. It just blesses me, and it's like, it's like watching the voice of God happening right before your eyes. So I just want to say that as an encouragement. I also want to ask you if during the course of the week, if you um, don't hear today, and you don't hear later this afternoon, but you hear during the, the week about what your purpose and gifting and expertise might be, if you would bless me by texting me and just saying, I heard. Uh, I, would, I would love that, and I would love to know that. I also need to, before we close, I need to finish the uh, remote story, the sound remote. Remember when we started talking? And, and I didn't choose to listen to Holy Spirit that day? There's somebody locked out there, and I have this, okay, nope, they're coming in. We're good. Nobody's watching. It's all right. <laughs> Everyone in the church is watching. Sorry. Uh, a couple of nights ago, uh, as I, is my want. I like to make sure all the doors are locked to the house to the best of my ability. I do lock the doors even out here, and I'll tell you why. Because I didn't grow up out here. So I'm a, I'm a door locker. I lock my car in that parking lot when I do drive it here on Sundays. Just saying. But when, uh, at the end of the night, as I was getting ready to do that, one of the things that you do is you, you bring our dog outside and you put him on the chain so that he can go out there and do what he does and then wash his paws and come back in. And while that was happening, just a couple of nights ago, I came back in and I sat down on the chair because being outside was too many bugs. And I was just waiting and I looked across the room and there was a wrapper underneath the couch. And it was a Rice Krispies wrapper, Rice Krispie bar. So it's blue and it's silver. Everybody in my family knows why it's there. 
I didn't put it there. And it was there, and I knew that I knew that I knew, as the light in the room was reflecting perfectly on it, that Holy Spirit was directing my eyes to it. And before I even got up, I got an ear-to-ear -ear smile as big as you can possibly imagine because Holy Spirit was saying, the remote, you will find it as soon as you pick up that wrapper, which he knows I'm going to pick up because I'm weird that way. I will come over to your house and pick up stuff while you're serving me. It's true, I've done it, I've wiped it. Yeah, don't. It's, it's not healthy, but he knew that I was going to do that. And before I went over, and I went just like this, before I reached underneath, I had this big smile, and I said, thank you, Holy Spirit. Because as I picked up the wrapper, there was the remote. It was right there, underneath the couch that I had taken apart in the room that I had totally dismantled in every way, there was the remote. I promise you the remote wasn't there in my eyes before, but there it was. And you could ask yourself right now, you could go, well, that's the sound remote. We're talking about listening to God's voice instead of other voices. Why would Holy Spirit help me be distracted? It's A, because he loves me. And he doesn't expect that I'm always going to be on duty. He understands that it's okay sometimes to feed the soul. And that's okay. And then the other thing is, as you know, he likes spending time with me, even in that. I never sit there in front watching a show or entertainment or doing whatever else I might do alone, never. And that's something to think about, too. Whatever it is you're doing, you're not alone. So just know that God's with you. But sometimes God wants to be there next to you on whatever you do, and he wants to co-participate with you. That's my message today. Uh, Father God, I ask you please to bless the people in this room yes. like never before with the ability to hear your voice. That's the point more than anything. Leave with that. Father God, I ask you to bless these people with the opportunity to listen to your voice. I ask you, Lord God, to help them to find yes. something, to just nudge out of the way just enough that you can pass through, that your voice can come through. And whatever that is, Father God, I hope it's addictive. I hope it's something that they just want to do again and again and again, a healthy addiction to listen to your voice, Lord God. And I ask you to bless everyone here and all of that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To learn more about us, please visit livingwatersmn.org.